everybody welcome back to another episode of the music biz weekly podcast i'm one of your co-hosts michael brandville and as always i'm joined by jay gilbert almost thanksgiving thanksgiving Coming fast. It's almost halloween yeah, it just, it doesn't feel like it no it doesn't it doesn't feel like groundhog's day it's still yeah it's still groundhog's day um, right. Before we get into this week's great discussion on yes. video live streaming technology, mm-hmm. a quick shout out. Thank you to Bruce and Hypebot.com and thank you to BandsInTown.com for continuing to support us every week. And of course, to our sponsors, Bandzoogle.com, built by musicians for musicians. Bandzoogle is an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to build a beautiful website and EPK for your music. Bandzoogle powers the websites for tens of thousands of musicians around the world, from weekend warriors to Grammy winners. All the features you need for a professional website are already built in, including hosting and a custom domain name, dozens of fully customizable design templates, tools to sell your music and merch commission-free, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools, social media integrations, and of course, amazing live tech support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. So we got a cool little offer for all of the Music Biz Weekly listeners out there. Head over to bandzoogle.com to try it for free for 30 days. And then when you register, use the promo code, all one word, the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY, and you will save 15% off the first year of any subscription at Banzoogle. And of course, discmakers.com. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media for today's independent musician. Digital royalty payments can be so small that selling products like CD, vinyl, t-shirts online and at your gigs as they start returning has become such an important income generator. Mm-hmm. For every CD you sell at a gig, you might need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money. And that's a lot of streams. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even T-shirts. I think they even now have uh, face masks. Yeah. You can get printed up customized face masks. So we got a cool offer here for everybody. Head over to discmakers.com, place an order for 100 or more CDs, and when you check out, use the promo code FREEBIZ, all one word, FREEBIZ, and you will save up to $150 in shipping costs. And that's nothing to sneeze at. That's right. Put that $150 into some merch. Um, So check out discmakers.com and bandzoogle.com. So Jay, this week we've got a fascinating discussion. Yeah. You know, it's, we, we have Mike Shabel, CEO of Kiswe. Um, what, what I like about this discussion is we're taking it to a different level. This is innovation. This isn't just your, your mother's live streaming. And we knew this was going to happen as we move forward. People are going to, solve problems, and they're going to innovate. And that's where I see Kiswe going. Yeah, check out great conversation with Mike from Kiswe. Um, yeah, he's taking live streaming to a whole nother level of engagement and feedback from your audience as you're doing streams. So let it roll. 
Build a stunning band website in minutes with Bandzoogle. Go to Bandzoogle.com to start your free 30-day trial and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. Hey, everybody. We want to welcome Mike Shabel from Kizway. Did I get that right? Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> How do you pronounce it? Kizway. Kizway. Okay. okay. Um, so, Mike, fill us in. Give us that. Give us your initial, like, you know, one-minute elevator pitch about what your company does. Yeah. So, um, the company was started in 2013, and it has always focused on the digital experience around video. So, um, think of everybody that's watching content on one of these things. Yep. And what we saw in the media industry is that they are brilliant at making content for a TV. And I'll call it streaming 1.0 was this notion of let's take all that TV content, whether it's music or sports or whatever, and put it down onto the mobile device and digital devices. The only challenge is that all, those, all of those digital devices all have keyboards and they all have buttons and we all want to push them and we want to mess with them and nobody's listening. So you touch that, you know, there's nothing to touch and nobody cares. So what we thought was, wouldn't it be cool if we could actually not only deliver really cool content to the audience, it's very interactive, but we let the audience participate in that content. And then importantly, we take everything you do as, a, as part of this remote digital audience, this big gigantic crowd that's enjoying content, and we bring that back into the production. So when you're one of the millions of people at home that are nominally screaming at the TV because you want to see something happen and nobody's listening, mm -hmm. we're listening. We're listening. We take that and we bring that back. And so we apply that to sports. We apply it to music. We apply it to news. Um, and, and lately, a lot's been happening in the music front. It's been really, really cool to, to participate there. So, so when you say participate, how would a viewer actually participate? What are yeah. they what are they doing and then how does that get incorporated into the content? Yeah, so the 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 table stakes basic stuff is is we go into big public rooms or private rooms and we can chat. So I'll call that is like the very version, you know, very simple version is let's go have a conversation about the content. But we can take those conversations and in the context of music, bring that back to the band. Like if we're in an actual arena, we're cheering, we're yelling, we're applauding, who's listening? Nobody. So we want to go in and, and capture what you're saying and bring that to the band. It was actually really quite cool that when we were working with BTS and doing a recent concert in June, that we bring all of those chat messages to the band. They take a pause, they read through them, they see what people are saying, and then they're reacting. And so for the audience, that's just like euphoria because... Now, all of a sudden, you realize yes. that somebody actually listened to me. You're recognized. Totally. That's all anybody on a digital platform, they're constantly looking for recognition and validation. And all we're doing is providing that back to the people that they care about. Sometimes it's each other, right? Yeah. So you can actually circulate it with the audience. Sometimes it's back to an event, uh, back to a band. Sometimes it's back to um, even like the Jumbotron in, in an actual physical event. And sometimes it goes to TV. 
So it, it reminds me a little bit of sometimes you go to a concert and you see the guy holding the sign and, you know, the guy on the stage points over there and says, yeah, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. And I noticed lately in some of my favorite live streams, and I've been watching a lot of them as, as a lot of us have, um, some of these bands, like I was watching one with the Accidentals the other day, and they made sure that that chat was incorporated into their performance. So between songs, they might even ask a quiz, like, we're going to play you three notes of a song, you tell us what it is. And then they watch the chat and go, oh, well, Joe in Milwaukee got that right. And then to your point, it also takes that kind of sterile live stream, you play a song and then silence, no applause, yeah. you know nothing you're playing and now all of a sudden you're engaging and i can tell you as a fan there's probably no bigger thrill than to have one of your favorite artists go oh and michael branvold up in uh, san francisco asked this question hey michael good to see you man and then they answer the question you're just like you just got a shout out man it's it's powerful stuff that's that's everything and that's the starting point so what i'll say is like that's the like basics you've got to do then we get on to well what happens if i have 10 million people you know joining a concert clearly chat from 10 million people is <laughs> yeah. impossible it's a impossible. little over a little overwhelming yeah, yeah so so we've we've started to think of this in huge scale so I'll, I'll give you an example of one of the things we do it's this um this live interactive fan wall that we have a little button and the button is like a cheering button, like an applause button. Ah. Okay? So it's, it's just something like that. But we take that and contextualize it so that in real time, we know everybody around the world and their real time cheering and we geolo, you know, we put you on the map. So now all of a sudden I'm with a bunch of people in, I'm in Michigan right now. So a bunch of people in Michigan were like, hey, wait a minute, somebody else is enjoying this and we're all cheering. And, and now what does the artist get to see? the artist gets to see that there's 5 million people around the world, like truly around the world who are watching this. So when we, when we were able to support BTS and you have people in 190 countries wow. who are watching this in real time and you're presenting to the band that there's somebody in 190 countries, that's pretty cool, right? And it's live and you see the ebb and flow of everybody reacting in the, in, in the arc of the concert. And again, that's just another small example. We have about a dozen of these different types of interactions that we allow audience, that the artists can go and pick and choose from in order to help create that sort of relationship with their Are with you their measuring fans. that? So I, when you were saying that, I was visualizing when you're watching uh, political operatives during, say, a debate or something, and there's a lines going across, and when they say something about the economy, it goes up, and when they say something about division, it goes down. I mean, is there analytics for, let's say, BTS or any artist that you're working with that shows them what they were doing that overperformed and what they maybe were doing that underperformed? 100%. Every single, like, we, we actually map out what's really cool is that we map out the volume of what people are saying and where they're saying it. We know, um, and the rate at what, at what they're doing at with, with, with which they are doing something. Right. We, but we also can do something like sentiment analysis, like through chat, like are people happy or sad? Right. And actually it was really cool. Like we had to train some of our, our sentiment analysis tool because, because when people were saying crying, 
um, you know, normally that's a negative term and you're like, no, no, no. In the context they could be of this crying one, because right, they're, they're happy. So happy. Yeah, exactly. So we had to, you know, there's some fine tuning here and then you map that back into the concert um, time stamps. So you can say, look, this worked really well with the digital audience. This one, not so much. And, and so you can really help them start to refine how they're doing production for a digital experience. And I will, I will contrast that to say um, producing a, a concert for a digital audience is not the same as producing the concert for a physical audience. How so? That's, that's a great point. How, how do they differ? Um, you know, I, I think what ends up happening is that the, the needs of the audience are actually really radically different. They kind of get bored. They want to move around and see things and, and participate in different ways. Um, so it's, there's more opportunity for conversation, right? There's more opportunity for dialogue back and forth with the audience in a genuine way. Um, and I sort of look at it like this. If, if I can hit pause on the event, let's say that the, the live streaming tool I'll give you an example. If it's a VOD played back to live, you know, gotcha. some people are doing that pre-recording and playing it live. If I can hit pause and then 30 minutes later, I come back and hit play and nothing changed, then it's a DVD. It's not live. It, it might as well have not been live. And so what I find being different is that usually when you go into a physical concert, you have a set list. You're going to go in, you're going to play your set list, you're going to go off stage, you're going to change clothes, you're going to come back, there's going to be an encore, and the arc of the show is pretty well determined. Here you end up with a little bit more flexibility to, um, to uh, interact with the audience. That's point one. And then point two, there's some really cool things happening with XR technology. What's so, XR technology? XR, uh, augmented reality. Right. So is, is a way to think about it. So what they're doing is they're lining up the stages almost like in a 3D box with yep. video top, bottom on the stage, side and back. And the artist is sort of in the middle of it. And there's this, this, some of the really cool visual arts, creative things that are being done there just would not present well if I was in, in person. I wouldn't be able to get the feeling that, you know, for example, an elevator rising. Right. In a physical world on a stage, we'd actually put the artist on, you know, on a on the elevator and they would rise up. Here in the digital world, we can give it, we can make it look like they're flying through space. And and that's really cool. <laughs> and it, you know, it, it can work and it does work. And I will say that like yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I was just gonna say, you know, one of the things that that's missing in the streaming world now, um, when it comes to feedback from your audience is just applause. Yeah. Applause. You know, yeah. I, I've watched so many shows. I've talked to so many bands and you can see that bands have a hard time dealing with the fact that they're into this song, yeah. they end the song and it's just, it's dead because there's yeah. no audience in front of them. Have you looked at, you know, and I'm just spitballing here, a way to using your platform that when somebody hits a key, it actually plays an audio applause over yeah. the live stream. So now the, now the band is actually doing this live stream from a warehouse somewhere, but they're hearing 10 million people cheer and applause. And I'm just wondering if that might be 
some of the most basic feedback that can be incorporated into the live streaming world these days? Yeah, so the answer is yes, right? So let's just, let's just be clear, the answer is yes. Ought, you know, th thinking just as, you know, from an audio perspective, having 100 people make noise versus 10 million make noise, you know, because they're cheering are going to be reasonably the same, you know, with respect to what sure. the audio file looks like. And so, you know, that in a lot of arenas today, there's, there's like backtracks going with, you know, additional sound and additional cheering added into an arena. And we have the same technology. So because I have these digital live buttons around cheering that are going up and down and I know where everybody is, I can actually go and create live sound feedback into the band so they can actually hear that people give a crap about what they're doing. Yeah, I love that. And, like the NFL is doing right now. You know, yeah. you watch these NFL games. I remember the first one of the season, it was you could hear a pin drop. You could hear, right. you know, the plays. And then, like, by halftime, they had, you know, started those crowd sounds. And now you don't even think of it because you're just so used to watching these games with that certain amount of noise. Mm -hmm. And to Michael's point, you know, when you're watching one of these live streams, and let's face it, some of these live streams is Joe on a stool in his garage, and some of them are really, you know, like Billie Eilish's that are really nice productions. Mm -hmm. But sometimes the song ends and there's that silence and your ear, you just totally miss that. You're like, well, A, to Michael's point, how can I participate in that? And then B, how can I experience yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Billy was smart, by the way. She had, um, you know, I think she had like friends and family in, in the venue in a, in a, and I'm sure in a very safe way. So you at least had some, you know, 50 people. It wasn't like 10, you know, the but it's someone, but it's something. So you felt like, yeah, you know what? I'm cheering too. They're invoking what I'm thinking as an at-home audience member. Yeah. Um, and by the way, you know, I, I was truly impressed with what Lily did uh, for their, uh, that's the XR, like all of that stuff that they had where she had like a yeah. shark floating yes. by. It was really nice. And there's a few companies around, um, around the world that do that and do a really fabulous job. So it's cool to see that stuff. And yeah. it just wouldn't Taking have been the same level. Yeah, so, it's, it's, it's totally cool. It's very so cool. how does this work? Does the artist need to do all of this on your platform? Does your platform tie into if somebody's doing a YouTube stream, a Facebook stream? How, you know, the technicalities of this. Okay, there's, there's a lot of layers to this depending on what they want to do. So our ambition for this space is to be able to go to an artist and say, look, you are a brilliant performer. You, you do you, then you go do that and we'll take care of everything else. So you don't have to worry about everything else. Um, I think that's the dream that we all want to get to, we're all not quite there. So technically what's in, what ends up happening is that they will, they have their show and they, they have, they own their creative and the artist owns, you know, kind of their production. And they normally have people that they work with that they're very close with, with uh, being able to produce their show that gets captured live via, uh, you know, with cameras, you know, you have your, your sound, your sound crew and your, you know, multiple cameras that gets digitized locally in the event, wherever the event is. So that's turned into uh, a digital stream. It's sent back up into our cloud production systems. We go then do a secondary production 
modify it in whatever ways we need to uh, transcode it. And when transcoding means um, we change all the different rates that it can be watched at. So ex for example, if you have brilliant networking, you might be able to watch the 4K if you're in a, you know, in a poor Wi-Fi area, you might be downrated. So we have to go and gotcha. do all of that in real time. We have like the multi-camera capabilities. So you can go in and choose which scene or, or which production element or storyline that you want to watch. Um, so we composite all of this stuff together. Then we distribute down to your particular device at home. Um, and in the middle of this is that is is uh, authentication, right? So we need to get your we need to know that you bought a ticket. We need to go sure. verify that it's actually you. Um, we spend a lot of time to make sure that nobody else can get in. Uh, that's actually something that needs a little bit more um, evolution in the industry about how important it is to not you know steal from the artist by yeah. having you know freeloaders come in and rush the gate. Um, yeah. And, uh, and avoid piracy, but um, but that's generally the the crux of it. Mm -hmm. And then there's lots of elements inside of it in order to really make it a you know a cool experience for the. Uh, so for the so audience. is is the viewing by the fan happening on your platform, mm -hmm. or or are you taking that signal and then? distributing it out to various streaming sources, meaning, oh, you could, you, you could watch this on YouTube. You could watch, because that's what a lot of people are obviously into right now is I want to do a live stream and I want to live stream it to wherever my fan likes to watch their stream. Right. And Periscope I think that's great. Or Instagram yep. or whatever. Do you offer that or is it all kept on your platform? We, we definitely offer that uh, um, capability and we do that, as a company, we do that a lot um, for our media rights holders in the news and sports space who want to go, you know, send their stuff to TV because we publish to TV. We publish to all the social platforms, to their digital streaming platforms. So the answer is yes, we have the capability. What's different here is that if an artist wants to make money, then, then, you do have, then, you do, then you do have to put a, a walled garden around it exactly. and control where it's, you know, because obviously not all these streaming destinations have that ability to protect the stream and monetize the stream. That, Frankly, right. most of them do. <clears throat> yeah. And, and even if they, they have monetization tools, for example, you know, YouTube has ads and things like that. The rev share that some of those social platforms have back with the creator is not consistent with what the music industry is used to with respect to, you know, sharing a piece of the pie. So they'll want to generally in the music space, what we're seeing is that the artist wants to have control of selling the ticket um, with a partner and, and that way they can make sure that they, they have control over how much they're making. Yeah. Uh, you talked so about video quality a little bit. Um, you know, when you're using it on different platforms. And also we all, we know that most of the viewing these days are on small portable devices. How, how do you kind of take care of the audio side of that? Because clearly when you're dealing with maybe sports or other things, the audio may or may not be as important. Um, but on the music side, it can become extremely important. So there's, there's actually the audio, and the encoding are both really important points in, in live concerts. So audio 
you have to partner with with your your sound guy, right? Who's on site, who's doing the mix. And the worst thing you can do, which people are starting to become aware of, is take a front of house mix and digitize it and send it over. It'll it'll sound terrible. Yeah. So you'll get lots of heavy drums and oh, maybe not whatever yeah. was loud on the stage may not even come through in the mix. Exactly. It will not sound warm on the, you know, on your computer. So, and coming through your device, through your headphones that you're sticking in your ear. So once you solve that sort of relationship problem, which is actually really quite easy, they, they then get the feedback real time. They hear how it sounds and then they can, they can create a digital mix, which is, which is um, 90% of the issue. Then it's about, okay, do we want to go and up the quality of the types of audio? Do you want to just do stereo or do you want to go and move on to, um, to different versions? And that really, you know, the, the reality is a lot of what, the, what, what we're dealing with are these, you know, kind of simple you yeah. know, stereo solutions on personal devices. So, you know, yeah. bumping to 5.1, bumping to others doesn't really help you because I don't have a surround sound of, you know, speakers in my and head. Most people don't. Yeah, exactly. So, however, um, there is, cons- there is strong interest in being able to leverage your media room, 60 inch TV and your, your higher, you know, your hi-fi sound. So this is where the trend is going, you know, so 4k was an example of, of something that we did recently with, uh, with, you know, again, with BTS, where, where that was extremely well received. But, you know, the conditions for which you deliver that have to be pretty tightly controlled. Now, the video encoding is actually another one that, that can become really important because what you have in a concert is, you know, huge dynamic range in lighting, mm-hmm. right? So high on, high off, huge contrast, things like that. And when you're taking an audio signal and digitize it, just like in, in like in like in audio, you know that if you don't get the settings right, you miss so much color. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happens in the video side that you really got to get that encoding right in order to get the dynamic range, or it's just going to feel all muddy. And yeah. and so both of them are really important to create a great experience. Yeah. So so Mike, one one of the things that it it, it seems to me because you know I've I've been on the internet since the internet started, um, video. And, and by video, I'm talking about YouTube because that's sort of the 800-pound gorilla out there. Um, you know, it's a great destination for for seeing content, for finding content. To this day, I still talk to so many clients who don't see YouTube as any sort of a real social platform. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, you can leave comments in there, but that's the extent of it. And most mm-hmm. people forget that you can even leave a comment. So they just look at video as I create a video, I put it out there, you watch it, stories over. Mm-hmm. Why has it taken so long for, I don't know, the industries to view video as it's got to be its own social network. It has to have engaged the ability as you're all of the stuff you're talking about layered on top of the video. So it's just not a one way me create a video, send it to you to watch end of story that it now becomes as engaging 
you know, as Facebook, that you can click these different icons and you can get into chats and you can do participation. Part participation yeah. seems to have always been ignored or downplayed in the video world. You know, um, it, that's such a great point. And, and I don't think it's unique to the music industry. I think it's, I think it's something that we're used to in the professional broadcast industry. So we kind of have to pull ourselves back a little bit and say, how does the industry work? You know, you, you basically say the NFL plays a game, ESPN captures and programs the game and, you know, puts color around it. Comcast distributes the game. It ends up on my TV at home. So it's a very one directional flow and always has, and it works and it works really, really well. Um, the, f the fact that I'm at home and I want to, to yell and scream and participate in these events, I've always yelled and screamed at the, the sport, you know, as an example, the sporting events, another version of yeah, live. I've, yeah, I've always done that, but yeah. nobody's ever been able to hear me except my neighbor is yelling at me to shut up. So, <laughs> exactly. right. So it is only with the introduction of these types of devices that we've had the opportunity to listen, listen in a figurative sense, like, you know, because somebody could touch a button, somebody could react, things like that. Well, um, that's all that's been there, but the industry has not sort of transformed itself to say, I'm going to do something different as a result of what people are doing at home. And so that's hard. It is. So we're just now getting to the point where the technology is solid enough to matter. We're getting to the point where people's um, behaviors are consistent with wanting to do that in mass. So you actually have enough critical mass to do it. And I think the third point is um, perhaps an important one. You have the culmination of cord cutting, which is actually sort of triggering a disruption in the industry. And I would say COVID has propagated, it's almost sort of accelerated the nature of this problem, not with the cord cutting, but this notion that you have an at-home audience. We're all yep. sort of sitting at home. We all want to socially engage with each other. We're all going crazy. And so now it's no, it's no longer just a financial issue because what happened was when everybody was making money on just how you did it in a traditional way, whether it was live music touring or whether it was, was um, you know, presentation on a, on a TV, this stuff wasn't needed. It was like great net new revenue that nobody really needed to go after. And now all of a sudden we're forced in a situation where we have to innovate and say, gosh, let's let, and, you know, society needs to talk. Let's go listen to them. And, and by the way, that's a new market. That's pretty exciting. And why don't we go develop that properly? So just a lot of things are coming together all at once that are really making this, uh, this thing become a real thing. Do you, do you think part of the problem is almost retraining the users? And, and I say that in the sense of, for the most part, yeah, we'll sit there and yell at our TV screen, but watching a video is generally a lean back experience. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sitting back. I'm just taking it in. It's not an experience that has encouraged you to be part of it. And, you know, do the users now need to be re-educated in that video isn't just lean back. Video is you can become part of this. And will it take, you know, a, a major 
general consumer event like a Super Bowl, somebody takes the Super Bowl, works it with your technology, and all of a sudden, you know, next year, the world is taking part in the Super Bowl, and now we've now learned that this can be done. I just sense to some, some degree, people don't realize this. We do. We're, we're deep within all of this. But, you know, my mom and dad, not a, not a clue until my dad's watching a Super Bowl or a World Series and somebody goes, oh, yeah, you know, just open this up on your, on your smartphone here and you can, you yeah. can yell at the coach. Michael, it's a, it's, a, it's a great point. And so let me, let me offer that what's happening is actually is a wave. And the wave has already started. And in order to realize that the wave has started, you only look at Twitch and esports. Because you can't, I mean, if you get onto Twitch, all the people do are interact. That's right. Yep. Right? That's all they're doing is interacting. That's actually what those live events are, is predominantly somebody is streaming and interacting with the community and listening to the community. That's, That's what makes it them. cool. Yeah. Exactly. And it is a really big thing. And so what you're starting to see is that, um, that the experience sort of was, was grown in the digital esports world, and it started to grow outside of that esports niche and and hit music and hit sports and it's growing by genre and it's growing um by demographic and so what's interesting right now is uh we're, we're dealing with some really fantastic amazing um iconic bands who skew a little bit older in their demographic it's not like the bts mm -hmm. audience it's a little bit, um, you know, my audience. And, <laughs> yep. and, and what we're doing is carefully thinking through how do we create the DIY sort of how-to videos on YouTube, as you were saying, because we all watch it, to make sure that we all feel empowered. Um, you know, I mean, look, none of us knew how to do video conferencing for 24 hours a day until this stupid That's COVID right. thing hit. And then we have Zoom and everybody knows it. And, and you're doing Zoom hangouts and happy hour with grandma. So look, people know how to adapt to the technology. We just do need to introduce it to it. And you're seeing it happen already in waves. It's not a new thing. It's a growing thing. Yeah. It's the exciting part for me is what you just mentioned. We have all these new uh, arrows in our quiver that we didn't have before. And they're not just going to go away, you know, let's say that the, the pandemic goes away, we're gonna have all of these tools and now we're gonna employ them in everything that we do. It's not like your business is gonna just dry up because there's no uh, pandemic. If anything, it's gonna make it more robust and give artists more options. And then it'll be a combination of things. It'll be these interactive performances and then live uh, you know, performances and, and all sorts of other combinations. That's what's exciting to me is that we're, whether it's Zoom, whether it's you know, Kissway, whatever it is, we're learning these new tools and tactics and we can use these going forward. And, and I've been asked multiple times to that point, like, Hey, Mike, do you think that once we're, we're going to get past this COVID thing, you know, I mean, it, it, it'll happen. So we'll, we'll be able to, to return to the, 
the live in-person experiences we all know and love. So do you think that this live streaming thing is going to, you know, evaporate? I mean, I don't have a crystal ball, but I, you know, I get paid to try to think and, you know, act like I do. And the crystal ball I have says it's not going to go away. And here's why live, live touring music, which is a great thing and will continue to be a great thing can only address a certain segment of the market. It's the people that happen to be available on a day Mm -hmm. in a a city and have the money that it takes to go and participate. And when, when there's, there's a a number of zeros on the ticket price, you know, you, you, that's a certain piece of the address. And there's scarcity, right? Not everybody in. Yeah, that's right. When you, when you then say, gosh, the world minus that fraction, that's another really big addressable market that loves the artists, would love to watch it live, would love to participate, doesn't, isn't constrained by a location. And maybe the a price point is different, you know, just on the ticket, there might be other ways to increase the, the revenue opportunity with, with that, that, that person. Well, you can include such a huge component of your fandom ship. That's a net new addressable market and net new money is good for the industry, number one. And also, you, because it is fundamentally collapsing a lot of the layers in the value chain for the delivery of this, it, could, it has the potential to have a different profit point. And so you can get in the money faster. And if you can get in the money faster, that's net good for everybody involved um, you know, versus, you know, as you know, a lot of these shows, it, it, it takes a lot of work to get in the money you know, when yeah. you're doing live touring. And so nobody's right. clearing you know, clearing enough to, to, to be what their original business plan was. So, so I think, I think this thing has a lot of legs. And then as we were talking about earlier, it's not limited to just music. There are legs that actually are going to be supported by a lot of industries. Mike, before, before we wrap up here, um, is your technology easily accessible to all levels of, artists, musicians, bands out there? Meaning can, can the local four guys in a garage who don't have a record deal, don't have financial backers utilize this? Or is it more suited for somebody who's a little bit larger, a little bit more established, has got a team around them that can help support it? Yeah, we've, it, we have to separate the technology answer and the business answer to that. So the technology answer is um, we've we've developed something that's pretty complex and pretty comprehensive where we can handle 190 countries, where we can have millions of people sort of hitting the gate all at once. And there's a lot of overhead, like testing overhead and infrastructure mm-hmm. overhead associated with that. So while the answer is technically yes, we could deliver it, um, you know, for smaller groups. In fact, actually, in about four hours, we have something with uh, a partnership with uh, Disney and Sophia Carson is going to be premiering one of her events and, you know, to a particular size audience, she's really big, but a particular size audience that'll watch it live, um, you know, it can scale up and down. We just have to be pretty selective because when we apply this thing to um, uh, a particular artist, we want to make sure that they have, a turnkey experience and turnkey experience requires managers and operators yeah. and things like that. Of and, course. Yeah. and, you know, sometimes 
we, we might not be able to clear all the overhead for the smaller groups. And yeah. so I think we just got to, we have to, but, but by the way, there's a lot of commodity technology that's becoming available through some of the video service providers that are perfect for handling kind of the smaller acts, you know, for what they need in order to get started. And so as they grow, the tech and the business support can grow as well. Great. Where can people find out more about uh, the platform and about you? Where can they kind of dig in, Mike? So we're, we're, we're on the web, www.kiswe.com. Um, that's K-I-S-W-E. K-I-S-W-E. Um, what we're really good at is a B2B. We're, we're a B2B company. We're like the... You know, I get chastised for this all the all the all the time, but we're like the geeky nerds in the back where we just you know make all the technology. You're the you're the, you're so, the AV club at high school. There, there you go. So we're, <laughs> no judgment, Mike. No judgment. No, but it's true. So we we try really hard to do an amazing job at that, and so it's it's really we want to we're comfortable sitting behind the the brand the, the brand of the artists and the brand of the the labels and the brand of the management companies in order to get gotcha. so we're not out there sort of really tooting our horn with respect to what our name is we we'd rather sort of see people appreciate the artist and and then we'll we're, we're kind of the enablers to make it happen it's super exciting i love the way that technology is moving i love the uh, interactivity all of that is really exciting to me. And I just see this as kind of the future of entertainment, whether it's sports, whether it's music across the board, that kind of engagement interactivity. Um, I think it's really fantastic. So, yeah. so great for you to kind of join us today and talk through this. Absolutely. And by the way, I, I, if you don't mind me making one plug, there's some tre tremendous companies out there that are innovating like crazy in the space. And I think it's awesome to see. And so we're having, you know, we're, we're very lucky. We were able to partner with some incredible companies like Big Hit Entertainment with BTS and others. Mm -hmm. um, but if, if you just take a step back and look at the industry, the innovation that's happening everywhere is just awesome to see. And, and I'm thrilled to see it. And, and, um, and I think it only will be net good for the artists and net good for the audience. Agreed. So Agreed. Make that happen. Yeah. Thanks again, Mike. Thank it's you so, so great much. talking with you, man. This is super exciting stuff. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks we for really joining us, man. All Take right. care. Good. Have a great one. Right. Thanks. Discmakers.com. Use code FREEBIZ for ground shipping on CD orders of 100 units or more, $150 value. Um, fascinating technology. I, I definitely <laughs> need to go uh, check out one of their events to to play with this but you know i'm just excited about adding that engaging activity to video and live streams because yeah. it's just missing that's the one part that is just that's what everybody says it's a that's and, the one and it, thing and it's not you know one of those things where you're like oh something doesn't feel right it's a gaping hole you know <laughs> when 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 i see bands it's just like they rip through this incredible song and then they stop and it's just like it's like a rehearsal there's no crickets, energy you're crickets, not drawing crickets. yeah 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 you know the you know and we've talked about this the pros are used to doing these dress rehearsals to no audience so they know how to do that yep but that's a very small majority of bands out there yeah and man you know it would just be so cool i got to imagine the bands would love it that yeah as soon as i finish a song some some form of feedback 
Yeah. Audio visual feedback is thrown in front of you like fists in the air, screen, you know, hit the screen button, hit the screen button, yeah. hit the cheer button, hit the cheer button. Yeah. You know, that would be incredible, I think, for an artist to be able to experience that live. Absolutely. And the thing that really excited me is about that and then also that you could look at data yeah. and kind of get a sense. I mean, is that new song that we played? Did that not go over well? Or, you know, those types of things that, you know, when you go see a live show, you can just sense it and feel it. But if you do a live stream, you have no idea. Well, yeah, when you go to the live show, you you know it because everybody, everybody goes and gets a hot dog. Get a, go to the bathroom <laughs> or get a beer. I mean, but but yeah, yeah. How, how do you how do you know that in a live stream? How do you know when somebody got up from the couch? Yeah, you and don't now, now you, you do. Don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very exactly. Cool. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what what more they have to offer here. Yep. Um, of course, uh, quick shout out to our, our supporters and our sponsors. Thank you to Bruce and everybody at HypeBot and Thanks, bands in town for all you do to share the show every week. Um, and of course, check out our sponsors, bandzoogle.com and discmakers.com. We greatly appreciate their continued support to make this happen every week. Yep. If you are watching us on YouTube, Hit that subscribe button. That's about as good as you can do for cheering for us. Hit yeah, the subscribe button. button. <laughs> slam it. Slam <laughs> it. Um, Spotify, hit the follow button. And iTunes, subscribe and leave us a review and a rating. That That's the way you can cheer us on. Um, and, and, you know, first of all, I just quick mention, thank you for all of the feedback on last week's show, The, the State of Touring. Um, so many people were commenting just how helpful it was, how how informative it was. Uh, it's great to, it's great to get feedback like that. So thank Absolutely. you. Um, that's it. Music biz weekly podcast. We'll see everybody next week.